0: Welcome to the Wild Sisterhood podcast. Friendship, fellowship, motherhood and everything in between. Welcome to the hood. Welcome oh. to the Wild Sisterhood podcast, <laughs> episode 11. I'm so excited that we're here. We're like I feel like we're on like the other side of a mountain because we just um did episode 10, which was find your confidence. Yes. And that we celebrated our 10th Episode Yes. And now here we are, just like on the other side with 11. Yes. Woo-hoo. We've We've, you know, crossed the little hump. Now so, we're on to bigger and better Yeah, days. this is going to be a three-part series. I'm so excited about this. This one's going to lead us into the holidays. And so we're going to start with vulnerability. Okay. And then we're going to talk about shame. Yes. And then last but not least, we're going to talk about boundaries. Okay. And everybody knows you need some boundaries before the holidays. Absolutely. Okay, so let's jump right in. The okay. importance of being vulnerable. Okay. That is so hard because a lot of people think it's not important. Okay, Megan. Okay. Why Why vulnerability? Why is it important to be vulnerable? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I feel like it allows us to open up how we feel and it helps to... Be less alone and isolated. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Because
1: I I honestly think that it is
0: like, it helps us to be seen and it helps us to fully see. Absolutely. And you know what? We both came across this quote that is perfect for this. And it says, a vulnerability, the last thing I want you to see in me, but the first thing I look for in you. Ooh. Yes.
1: But I think that the, like the root of vulnerability Mm -hmm is to know and to fully be known. Like oh, man. it is to to like peel back all the layers. Yeah. And completely be known.
0: Yes. Well, it helps us kind of like Dig through our emotions and like sift through all of what we're feeling too. Yeah, you know, like if we openly talk about or just kind of just sometimes I just word vomit. Yeah, because I don't know what to say. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, especially if you have um you have a friend like yeah. I have in Kareth who can kind of help you figure out what your thoughts are. Yeah, because they can be scrambled. Absolutely. Sometimes I don't, scr- how I don't know I don't know I'm feeling. I think
1: <laughs> you know. I I don't think I really had a good handle on to be really vulnerable. Yeah, until until maybe I got married. Okay, and you know I knew that some level of vulnerability was necessary for marriage. Okay, but like to really lay yourself completely like
0: bare. Yeah. For someone else to see. Yeah. That's really hard. And, and it's something hard. I I really struggle with. Yeah. Because I am the type of person where I'm just like all smiles all the time. Everything's fine. We're all good here. Yeah. Even in my marriage. So like co- like confidence took
1: Kind of like a root. Yes. And then it became sort of like that thing that you put on. And not that it was all fake or all whatever, but it was something that showed itself sort of ugly in that area. Yeah. From a young age, we are taught, you know, especially in like Christian circles, like sometimes in, Mm. uh, I think, the church, like Mm -hmm. we're kind of taught to hold it all together and to like not really, like hold your cards close because you don't want to let everyone like... Like
0: see Your hand. Your stuff. Or yes. as a child be seen and not heard. Ooh, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Especially as girls. Yeah. We're supposed to be, you know, prim and proper and keep your mouth closed. Yeah. And it'd be the best of it. And that's it. Yeah. So I think when you get married and like this other person is expecting real raw emotion from you and you're just like... Hmm. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And Josh, as we know, says feelings inside not expressed, which right. is exactly what yeah. that is. Um, but that's that has been a struggle for me. So Josh and I have been married for over ten years. And um, you know, I think I think really I'm just now coming into my like vulnerability ness yes. in my marriage and being um comfortable and being completely open and I think I, I actually know several people though, um, who can be a little bit passive in their marriage. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you, you just need like maybe a good argument or like good, you know what I mean? Like maybe just yell at each other. really (laughs) what it
1: is, is that you like, you really both need to be fully vulnerable. Yeah. And really like not just allow the facades or the walls that you've built to be like what keeps you apart. It's uh, it like vulnerability is about bringing you together.
0: Yeah. Well, it also makes you more resilient though. And it makes Ooh. you brave. Yes. You know, if you can open yourself up, I think you walk with a, like a little bit taller yes. after that. Um, yes. Because the other person, that's what they're expecting from you. Like, yeah. like I just said in that quote is that that's what people want to see from you. That's yeah. what, you know, that they want to dig deep. That is how you fully know someone. Is yeah. when you reach the point,
1: uh, like of vulnerability, where you are completely no secrets, nothing held back. Oh my gosh, no secrets. You know, and that's that's the hard, like that's the hard thing because we are kind of like little robots trained to like keep certain things like really. You know, close, and then like tell people other things, and kind of there's just this tension. Yeah, in vulnerability. Yeah, but I think the the very first thing to know about vulnerability is it is just complete and total, like exposure, kind of. Oh man, that's so that's terrifying. It's terrifying, <laughs> but it's freeing. It is because when you are fully like when you are fully known. Yeah. You are fully in the light.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I think vulnerability is um, is a path to a deeper connection, um, not only to your uh, your spouse or your friends' yeah. relationships, but also to God. Yes. Um, I think it's the source of of hope. I think it's the source of um, empathy, accountability, uh, authenticity. Yeah, authenticity. Yeah. yeah, so good. Being authentic. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this with identity. This, You know, we always revert back to, you know, authentically, being authentically you and who is that. Um, But trying to figure out who authentic Megan is because I am such a confident person and so that can cause me to be different in different situations. But I don't think it's always a bad thing because different situations, different situations call for different, call for different, for different levels of Like, vulnerability. Sure. I think one of the
1: the biggest things that as I was kind of, like, researching this topic, but as I was thinking through it, is that, like, you don't have the same level of vulnerability with everyone. No. And you have to recognize who is safe. Yeah. And who is unsafe. Yeah. And when holding nothing back in a safe relationship, like, with your husband or with your best friend, like somebody who will speak life into you and someone who will pour God into, you know, your circumstance, your situation without judgment, without comparison, without, you know, some of the ugly things that can take root in relationship. Yeah. Like there what is left is just, you know, this beautiful thing. But I think that too often We can allow people who don't deserve our vulnerability to have access to a place that they were never meant to have access to. Well, and they could take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, it's not a, it's, it's not something to say to be like scared of. It's something to say to like guard yourself for relationships that
0: shouldn't have full access. Yeah. Guard your heart. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, I think there's a direct correlation though between, um, like connection and vulnerability yeah so when you're vulnerable and when you're open with someone that only leads to a deeper generally only leads to a deeper relationship yeah because that's what we desire from friend i think that's what i desire from friendships yes i want to know the true you yeah i don't want to know um the hostess with the mostest right uh i don't want to know um the the uh Best super Pinterest mom, yeah, or the mom with the cleanest house, yeah, or uh, the mom with the m- highest paying job, yeah. I want to know the real, authentic you and your mess, yeah, because I have big mess too, yeah, you know. I think that one
1: of the very first things when addressing vulnerability, the biggest obstacle for vulnerability is shame, yeah, like shame is the thing that divides us. Yeah. From other people because we as humans fundamentally believe that our shame, like the thing that happened, the thing that we did that we can never take back is what is going to like isolate us or is going to keep someone else from fully accepting. Yeah who we are. And I think for marriage and for friendship and for, you know, every other dynamic in relationship, maybe it's your mom that's like your person and you have to just allow your shame to be like put to rest. You do not have to walk in shame any longer. You are freed from the things that have happened to you in your past because you are not those things. You are more than a conqueror. Yes. You are, you know, all of these wonderful and beautiful things. And so knowing that shame is at the core of vulnerability, like shame
0: is the dividing factor of vulnerability. Well, I think that if these people you're being vulnerable with are holding shame over your head uh, or embarrassment over your head or disappointment over your head, then those are not your people. Sure. But maybe you're not your people. Yeah.
1: Like maybe you're the one that's walking in so much shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And fear yeah. that you are unable to yeah. be fully honest. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and you know, just even while we're we're saying that like for self, you have to be a hundred percent vulnerable, like with yourself. And sometimes that means actually like thinking through some of the things that happen to you, maybe in a safe place with a counselor or yeah, whatever, like what you know, whatever those roadblocks that are holding you up where vulnerability is concerned. Um, oftentimes shame is at the core. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, be honest with yourself. Write it down. I know we talked in a a couple episodes ago about how some of the the things that I feared, I was, like, not actually articulating because I felt if I articulated my fear or if I articulated something bad that it made it somehow more real. But then the more that I actually, like, expressed those things – the more free I became from
0: the things that were holding me back. Well, I think there's something freeing, though, in, like, sharing your testimony, too. Yes. Because when you share your testimony, you'll be so surprised at the people who, who come out and say, oh, me too. Yeah. You know, I struggle with that, too. And really, shame shame has driven guilt, for me guilt and like my pre like my life choices like i I think i mentioned in our last podcast that i'm just like incredibly surprised at how my life has turned out just because of my past life choices like i always i always used to say you know i i I, um ran a a women's ministry uh years ago and i was so proud of that and like in my testimony i would say man if you knew me before you would not want to be friends with me and that was so true because well it may not be true but that's how i felt it. About myself because um, I made some really bad choices yeah. I did a lot of drugs um, you know I had a lot of pers- promiscuous relationships yeah. um, I, uh, I I was in an incredibly abusive relationship with um, a man who beat the crap out of me daily yeah. and um, you know sharing that with other people I was really, really embarrassed because I put myself in that situation. And not that him hitting me was my fault by any means. It's not my fault. It's his fault. Um, But I took the steps toward um, that relationship and I chose that relationship. And um, he was a drug addict and I fell into a deep, dark depression. I gained a lot of weight Um, I dropped out of college, I lost relationships and, um, it was a burden on my family. And, um, all of those were my life choices. Um, I remember, I remember specifically one night laying there begging God, begging God because I didn't have the guts to kill myself because... I didn't want to go to hell. (laughs) And so, um, I remember laying there specifically begging God to not like, let me wake up Hmm. because I didn't have the guts to leave. And, um, I remember thinking the next day I woke up and I was so mad at God. I was so mad that I was awake and I was so mad that I was still there in that situation that I had gotten myself in in the first place. Um, but I'll never forget. For whatever reason, I had a boost of confidence. Yeah. Um, and I called my twin sister. Well, I waited for him to go to work, and I called my twin sister, and I said, "You need to come pick me up." And I threw everything I could in black garbage bags in the back of her jeep, and I, and I left, and I and I never went back. Hmm. And you know, there were things that followed. There was, um, some court battles and things because of course I placed a restraining order against this man. Um, but you know, it wasn't just over that night, but you know, because I took that first step of being vulnerable with my sister because I called her and I said, I need help. Um, I need you to come get me. And she did that for me being vulnerable with her enough to say that this is what's happening and I need help. And, um, that changed the trajectory of my life. And of course there were, you know, there are many things to follow, Poor choices after that, I wasn't out of the woods um, completely, but that was a stepping stone. Absolutely. So I think that
1: you know maybe you're listening and you're like, I don't even know how to take the 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 first step of being vulnerable enough with somebody like being completely seen enough with someone. To, you know, talk about your struggles, your battles, your, you know, whatever you're facing at this moment. What we want you to hear more than anything, be honest with yourself enough to find a safe person. Yes. And maybe this, maybe this is not your story. Like maybe, you know, what you're talking about for you is vulnerability enough to like advocate for yourself or vulnerability enough to, you know, grow in your marriage or, or whatnot. It starts with a self-realization And the self-honesty, like Megan had a moment where she thought to herself, this is so not okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is not okay. And sometimes it's, that's what it, like sometimes that is what the, like the realization sounds like is like, this is not okay. Well, sometimes
0: it takes sharing, uh, whatever situation you're in out loud and being vulnerable enough to do so to change the course. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're making a really poor choice Yeah, and you need to be vulnerable enough with someone to admit it out loud. So here,
1: vulnerability and honesty is like, it's synonymous. Like they're, we're we're saying vulnerability, but it's actually just complete honesty. Yes. Like if you can be completely, 100%, holding nothing back, no secrets, you say to yourself or to someone else, I need help. Yeah. I need, this needs to change. I need you to see this about me. I need you to recognize something in me and then find that person or you know, whoever it is, and tell somebody else. Like that is how vulnerability starts. It starts with self, it starts with your your honesty and your openness with God. Like I remember um I was in college, I think, and I was talking to one of my professors and um I don't know, like, I can, I guess I was going through maybe, like, a really, oh, probably relationship or something, mm-hmm. like, some, some you know, girl drama. Yes. And, um, I was, like, mad, and I had just had, like, a lot going on. There was, like, circumstances just all around. And, um, I remember just talking to her and being, like, I'm mad at God. I don't know. I, I really don't remember, like, the circumstance, and I'm sure it's so trivial now. It doesn't even matter. Sure. Um, but I remember telling her that I was mad at God. She looked at me, and she, like, grabbed my hands, and she said, Kareth, God is big enough to handle whatever it is that you're mad about. Amen. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling like it was the first time that I could be, like, that vulnerable with God. Yeah. Because I felt like in every other relationship, I had to be, like, so, you know... Perfectly put together. Yes. But, you know, I I remember having this like realization of like, oh my gosh, God is big enough to hear all of my stuff. Yes, And when we are fully honest with God, like he already knows the circumstance. He already knows the situation that
0: you're in. Yes.
1: He already knows the the beginning from the end. So, like, you're just telling him the things that he already knows. But it's in that moment where you're completely honest and transparent in the presence of God that you allow him to actually do the work that needs to be done in
0: order to, like, help you move on. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I think it's so funny that if we keep – we think if we keep our mouth shut – like our mouth shut, God can't see us. Right. Or he can't hear us. Or if we close our eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll never forget, um, Josh and I were at our marriage conference years ago, we were listening to Joe McGee on stage. He's so funny. If you have not listened to Joe McGee, you've, you've got to check him out. But he was talking about, um, just making poor choices and you feel like you're like quote in the dark. Yeah. And he says, uh, newsflash, God can see in the dark, you know, like he's, it's glow in the dark. Yes. It can see everything we're doing at all times. And, but you're so right. There is a sense of freedom that comes with just saying it out loud. Yes. You know, and, and especially to God, number one, to God, but also to your people. But, um, I mean, the definition of vulnerability is, um, it's uncertainty, it's risk and it's emotional exposure. Yeah. You are exposing yourself. You are being completely like, like honestly, like fully open. Yeah. You I are mean, being yeah.
1: completely open yes. and you are showing all of your contents. Like yes. that is what here is I vulnerable. am
0: and just pray to God that somebody would be like, Okay, cool, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is what true friendship is, though. It is. It is. Um,
1: the being authentically, authentically you holding nothing back. Yeah. But you know, you know something that like strikes me really funny is I was actually talking to Jonathan, um, and I love to just like grab his opinions like as as I'm like running out the door. Yeah. Um or I'm like on my way to somewhere and I'm like, Okay, hey by could, the way. If you could <laughs> say this in five words, what would you say? Go. And um and then he ends up giving me like five hours. Yeah, and I'm uh, like, yeah, that's Jonathan. Whoa. Oh man! Now man. what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and then, like, my little perfectionist brain starts like turning, and I'm like, "This is actually like 17 podcasts, right?" Like, I'm not doing a cool 17 us. part series on <laughs> this
0: vulnerability. This is three part series,
1: guys. <laughs> but vulnerability is—he was quoting somebody. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna get the quote right, so I'm just gonna tell you the content right, of what he was let's saying. Let's hear it. So he was talking about Adam and Eve, okay. and he was talking about like you know before sin. Okay. They were bent towards God. They they were just free. fully known, fully free, fully yes. open. There was holding nothing back. Right. And also naked. And naked. <laughs> and, I mean, there is no more vulnerable no, there spot is not. you can be than to be just like fully naked. No, there is not. And so, and then sin happened <laughs> and it was the first time that like shame is introduced to the world, right? Yes. They all of the sudden were aware of self. Yep. And then because they were aware of self, they were like, like, I don't want you to see this. I need, I need to cover up. I need to cover this up. I yeah. need to cover this up. Yeah. And, you know, they were, like, clothing themselves with, like, the sticks and the leaves and the, you know, stuff and making, sure. you know, whatever. And so then, then it became separation between, like, them. Yes. And... Again, I'm not quoting what he said because I'm sure he'll listen to this and then he'll be like, that's not what I said. Totally botched it. Uh, (laughs) But they then became like self-bent. They were like inwardly focused. Focused on self. Focused on me. Focused on like hiding things and shamefulness and, you know, all of that. And like that was never the life that we were created to live. We were always created to live open and in like the light, you know, yeah. and when things are in the light, like there can be no shame.
0: Well, this is how you, I mean. It's really how you begin to feel close. Yes. How you begin to feel close with your friends, yeah. with um, with your spouse. Yes. And um, with your kids, maybe. Yeah. It's really with your kids. Yeah. I think I think that that is a huge one because as parents from the, or as children, um, from parents of the previous generation. Yeah. Um, hide your struggles, hide your struggles. struggles. And
1: listen, I'm not saying fight in front of your kids. That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm saying it's okay to allow your kids to, to like see the great Oz behind the curtain a little bit and to know that like,
0: this is the struggle or this is the journey or whatever. But that's what also teaches them problem solving. Yes. And how to, how to get to an end game, like a solution, Yes, you know, is when, when you talk as adults in front of your children, um, you talk about your issues or whatever's going on in the house or, you know, school or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the end game and how you get there, that teaches them life skills. Yeah. Um, but coming from the previous generation where everything was hidden, you'd never shared your testimony. If your kid screwed up, you never told anybody Yeah. that was embarrassing. Yeah. You know, that my kid has not, um, Climb the ladder or my kid has not turned out to be what your kid is, right. you know, but I, I mean, I, I don't play that game, you know, like I, I, my kid is exactly who my kid is supposed to be. She is made in the image of God. Yeah. And that's actually something I've struggled with um, because um, not that she's not that, but. I, as a mom, when I had a baby, you know, of course I dreamed all these big dreams of what my child would be or wouldn't be, and now she's, she's coming to her own person and she's amazing. Dealing with, um, with shame or embarrassment or guilt, doubt, fear, um, you know, all of these things are all part of our vulnerability and should be shared. Hopefully you have a safe space to be vulnerable and bear, bear your soul, basically, because, I mean, if you can't do that, life's going to eat you alive. Yeah. You know? I think
1: this is the perfect place for you to sit down with a pen and paper and write. Be fully known to self. And then take what you wrote and speak it out loud and be fully known to God. Yeah. And then take, you know, the things that the Lord has, the revelations that the Lord has shared with you... And find safe people to speak it out to and allow someone who is further ahead in the journey than you or maybe you know is going to give you godly advice and wisdom. Yeah. Like, be fully known by them. There is such freedom in being
0: seen. Yeah. Like, to be fully known. I think our darkest emotions, though, bring our deepest connections. Yeah. You know, oh, that's so good. Because we're we've all been in really dark places. Yeah. And if you think you haven't, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Um because if we in sometimes if we don't speak those things out, that yeah. they would they just consume us. Eat you alive. They really do. Yeah. They consume and us. And I
1: think that you will realize how truly ordinary your struggle actually is. And I don't mean that to demean anyone's struggle. Right. I, what I mean is I didn't know how many people struggled with shame from a miscarriage until I struggled from shame in a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't realize how many people felt like it was their fault. Yes. That they did something to cause that, that it was You know, the lie of it is God's punishment on you. Oh,
0: I believed that for years.
1: And like, I I don't, you don't know how many people are struggling. Like just so struggling. All layers of life until you speak it out. Like, how are you to know that the person next to you is struggling to be fully honest with their spouse yeah. When you you've never heard it said, yeah. I mean, and you're afraid to say it. Y- you're afraid to say it because you it feels like you're the only person that's that's having the struggle, which is not true. Be brave. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be, be brave. Brave. Like brave. Like speaking sad. out to somebody. No, uh, I know. And listen, listen. I I love to hear people being vulnerable. That's like one of my favorite things. Oh, I literally thought you were gonna say it. I love to hear people like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Megan. That's not something you say.
0: I love vulnerability, and yes. I love when people are vulnerable because hearing other people like give me the goods. You know, like tell me what, how you really feel. You know what I mean? Like I want to know what's underneath. I don't want to know the fluff. The, the fluff. I know. Yes. Let's get get rid of the fluff.
1: No, Let's get rid of the fluff. Give me the and goods. I mean, who needs the fluff? No. Give me the goods. No. Give me the no, but give me like the real heart stuff. Yeah. Because that is when okay. Okay. So, like, what actually is the heart connection between Megan and I? Okay. Is moments of vulnerability the first time that we yeah. like were together? Yeah. Like we were literally like I was again having my kitchen hair. If you yeah. miss, you know, that episode. Okay. Megan is a hairdresser, and I'm sitting in her kitchen. I've got a six-week-old baby. It's yes. the pandemic. Life is crazy. You're postpartum. I was postpartum, struggling with severe depression, anxiety, yes, just isolation. You know all of these things. And I remember like sitting in her kitchen with another girl and just having like some heart moments. Yeah. And it was the first time we'd really ever had like a
0: conversation. (gasps) I mean,
1: how crazy! I know. But we needed each other, and it. I mean, it honestly, like it was those moments of vulnerability that like changed.
0: But sometimes you can just vibe that from people. And if you're the first one to do it, if you just take the leap and just throw something out there and then see if they pick it up and they almost
1: always will. So here's a little tidbit about me. Okay. Ooh. I struggle a lot with confidence, but where I can sometimes excel is in like, if I can pick up like a... You know the feeling of like I think this might be reciprocated. Yes, I am unafraid to yes, like say deep or
0: vulnerable things. So, with that being said, be the first person. Give off the vibe that you want the vulnerability yeah, or just the you know, or that you want to listen. Yeah, or yeah. Be a listener. Be a
1: listener. Be a listener to somebody who, who, you know, needs to, to do that. Yeah. Be a doer, be a speaker, speak out the things, you know, find safe people, find safe, like surround yourself with safe people. Yep. And then it's okay to be vulnerable. Like it's okay. I know you might be afraid.
0: Yeah. Lead by example. Yes. I mean, really, that's the biggest one. Yes. Is lead by example. And then, um, I, I already said, that's how you begin to feel close, know other people and be fully known. We are so excited about this three part series. So like I said before, this is vulnerability and up next is shame and then followed by uh, boundaries. And so we can't wait for y'all to hear that, but we want to know your input on this. We want to know how you feel about all of these, uh, emotions that we're expressing in this podcast and our upcoming podcast, because this is, um, this can be a scary, these can be scary emotions. You know what? Um,
1: they can be scary emotions, but know that we are all on a vulnerability journey. Yeah. We are all learning how to express the things that are inside of us, express the things that have happened to us, express the things that we've walked through. Know your trials are your testimony. Yeah. And your testimony is freedom for, for someone else who may have walked through. Yeah. something
0: very similar yeah and so um our page would be a great pay uh place to share your testimonies just i mean throw it out there and see 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 how many people say me too because they will yeah. and so uh, you can find us on instagram at the wild sisterhood podcast or you can send us an email we'd love to hear from our listeners it's the wild wild sisterhood the wild sisterhood pc at com. thanks for listening
1: tune in next time